Hi everyone, I'm Garth Sundum, Communications Director at MAPS, and today we're recording live in the CINEOS podcast booth at the MAPS 2022 Global Annual Meeting. So during the conference, as you may know, we are speaking with folks about how they started their career in medical affairs and maybe what guidance they could give to early career professionals. So joining us today is Rich Schwank, Global Field Medical Lead with Amgen. Rich, welcome. Thank you. And so, how did you get into medical affairs? By accident. By accident, and what was the accident? <laughs> I was a bench scientist. So I did oh. clinic, I did basic research. Yep. Um, you know, pounding my head against the wall, trying to get experiments to work yep. uh, day in and day out. Uh, funding became an issue, and I started looking for other yep. career options, and one in which I can kind of leverage my science background and kind of fuse yeah. it with some business acumen. Mm -hmm. So found an ad for an MSL position and found out about it, talked to people, and um, huh. got in it that way. So this is a long time ago um, yeah. when the model was, I think, more uh, science-driven, data dissemination-driven yep, sure. yep. in, in the role. So, um, so that's what I mean by accident, is uh, a bench scientist who happened to find out about uh, this role. And that's interesting. <clears throat> what was your research specialty? Um, well, I'm a biochemist by training. At the time, I was working on chromatin structure and function. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I was trying to find a, Folding and folding and yeah, pounding your head. <laughs> it went beyond that, though. I was trying to find something that could reactivate uh, gamma globin to ameliorate sickle cell disease, for cool. example. So, so when you started as an MSL, were you working in any... Were you communicating anything related to your research specialty, or was it totally new? It was totally new. Ah, cool. Yeah. But you spoke the language of science. And I could learn. And I'd say people learn. looking, that's the thing, you know, in, in typical fashion, people in the sciences tend to go deep and narrow in yeah. an area. Yeah. Except PharmDs, by training, they tend to go wide, right, across multiple therapeutic areas. Oh, interesting. Multiple disease states. Yeah. PhDs tend to be in a very narrow, deep space. Yep. So one of the challenges is challenging yourself to learn in a new way and learn in a broad way instead of this very, very deep uh, approach. Oh, that's interesting. So when you're looking at uh, uh, someone who makes a good MSL, is that one of the characteristics that you would look for in them, is the willingness to learn? Oh, definitely. And, and the aptitude to take on new material and master it quickly. Uh, so, interesting. Yeah, there's soft skills there, but the inherent ability to have an interest and pivot quickly into a yeah. new space, that's a big one, right? You, you've got to do the same thing in a conversation. You have to pivot to a new discussion topic. You, you yeah. can't just backtrack and go back to you know topic number 1A and go deep on that. Well, Rich, let's pivot to a new uh, conversation topic. Uh, are there other skills that you really prioritize in an MSL? Communication. Yeah. Um, the soft skills there that I mentioned earlier are really important. Okay. Um, and so the ability to read a conversation, which you can do like we are now live, right? It, um, yep. Even though it's an audio recording, yep. I can read your body language and look at your eyeballs and see you know, how you're reacting. <laughs> that, and that I didn't sleep enough last night. Well, same here. <laughs> but, but that's harder to do in a Zoom box yep. or in a WebEx meeting or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever channel you're talking about from a digital perspective. So, so the soft skills you have in communication yep. are really critical. 
in both. It has to be live, but you also have to have the ability to do that digitally too. And is the third, oh man, I don't even want to say third pillar because that language takes on all sorts of meaning for medical affairs, but so you're talking scientific expertise and, and sort of a flexible scientific expertise. You're talking communication skills. Is, is digital becoming a third necessary skill for MSLs? Absolutely. You, you'll see in a session tomorrow that um, I'm presenting in along with some colleagues of mine Yep. Um, Sarah Jarvis at ZS is uh, running at Lori Mauser as well. Yep. Um, and uh, you'll see some data there from a survey they did in September of 21 that talks to the fact that about 60% of OLs still expect digital uh, channels to be alive and well post-pandemic. Yep. 60%, right? In the olden days, we measured this space by face-to-face -face meetings because that's where you typically saw the biggest change in moving the needle. Yep. Well, if now almost two-thirds are going to expect digital engagement as a long-standing, here-forever kind of thing. Yep. You you have to count. You have to alter your expectations on KPIs and uh, and the like. So yes, it's here. <laughs> well, you said KPI, and I'm tempted to go down that rabbit hole, but I think instead we'll <laughs> release you back to the meeting, Rich. So thank you very much for joining us, and uh, everybody listening. We hope to see you at future Maps events. Cheers. Thanks for having me.